Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome from suburban Virginia. We are sitting here on a Friday saying, what is going on with these cable networks? I mean, we had this surprise story today that Senator Menendez, Senator Robert Menendez of New Jersey has been indicted again and they're just kind of wall to wall on this today. We're like, this is surprising. Just like we were surprised that the Merrick Garland hearing got so much live coverage. And so Kevin Tober doesn't work Fridays. He wandered down the hallway and I said, you're from New Jersey. Come on in and let's discuss Robert Menendez. Thank you for coming on, Kevin. Of course. Thanks for having me. Now you're from Brick township new jersey you were just saying to me uh that's right wing new jersey very much so yeah i mean i wouldn't say yeah i guess maybe right wing but it's definitely by, Repu- republican by new yeah. jersey standards yeah I anybody mean, who votes republican is far right in new jersey yeah, i don't think uh, i don't think a republican a democrat has won my county since at least probably jfk so is this Ocean County, you said, is this the uh, the MTV Jersey Shore part of New Jersey? Yeah, it is. It's uh, right. Yeah, it's about central part of it. Um, it's central part of that county. It's right along the coast. Uh, yeah, so it's Ocean County, as as the name suggests. It's right on the ocean, the Jersey Shore. Um, yeah, Seaside, Seaside Park. That's where that I was. somehow thought it'd be more southern down the New Jersey coastline. Uh, well, if you look at the map, it's it's. Yeah, a little maybe on the southern part of it, but yeah, but it's. I would say it's, it's a debate whether it's Central Jersey or South Jersey. People. Is this the part of New Jersey where uh, Chris Christie was photographed in the lawn, to the beach chair? Yes, or? that was LBI. That was about, uh, about fifteen twenty minutes south of there. All right, let's ask you now, as a New Jersey resident, uh, voter, uh. You know, this this is not the first time, and yet in New Jersey, he got reelected in 2018. 2012, too. Tw- yeah. Remember the first time. So, uh, can we say New Jersey uh, doesn't really care about... No, he'll, he'll win re-election. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're hopeless. Um, I mean, I don't think his vote total could get any lower in Ocean County than, than it already is, so... Because you know anyone, anyone with R next to their name will vote will be elected in Ocean County. So, but you know, Kevin, people um, are looking at the n- news but, today and they're saying, "Gosh, they're giving it so much coverage." Yeah, and the indictment has so much dirt in it about how he had gold bars and crap that you would think uh, the right wing media watchdogs and the left wing media watchdogs are both tweeting negative things about Menendez. No, so, I mean, well, it, it won't it won't matter in the general if he gets the nomination, but I think this is. This is a demo. The networks covering this wall to wall is a Democrat. Hey, let's get rid of this Democrat. Yeah, exactly. I would think the average person would say, oh, the Democrat elites have decided it's his time. Yes, I I was tweeting. I'm waiting for Al Franken to say, hey, you made me resign. And all I did was stick my tongue down a woman's throat. (laughs) Jeez. And Uh, fake squeeze her boobs, you know. Yeah, both pretty bad. No, I mean, he, yes, he was pressured to resign by Senator Gillibrand. I, we were just discussing how Lawrence O'Donnell now is pressuring Senator Gillibrand on this issue. So, yes, it's a, it's interesting. I'm just saying we are always somewhat surprised here yeah. when Democrats get on the hot seat of the media. Like, how wow. does 
How did that happen? Yeah, you look around, and you're like, wow, what is this? What's so happening? we we talked about it this morning at the end of our uh, gig on on Newsmax today, and Curtis Hauk uh, explained what we'll be looking for. How much do they use the word Democrat? Although, yes, Alex, That's a good point. Alex Christie said to me today, oh, they're using the D word today. Oh, good, good. Uh, because the usual habit with these things is to hide the D. Yes. And then the other point uh, that Curtis made, MSNBC has a weekend anchor named Alicia Menendez. It's the senator's daughter. Yep. Is she going to go on uh, hiatus? Yeah, that's what I was gonna, actually going to bring up because, like, Alicia Menendez, she has her show on the weekends. And, and she's she, a, a frequent guest host for both uh, the 11th Hour, Stephanie Rule, and the White Liberal Wine Mom Story Hour. I that's hope, where I was going. I, I know she's filled in for Nicole Wallace. Yeah, I, I hope I didn't butcher that name. I hope Curtis isn't. White Liberal Wine Mom. That's all in the right. Other tweeters now have picked up with Curtis on that one. Good. Well, good accurate. It's true. Uh, and so, yes, we'll have to see what Nicole Wallace has to say about Menendez. But uh, we are surprised here so far. Now, one of the things that I noticed when they suggested to us at Newsmax, hey, let's discuss Menendez. is like, well, I know that we've done things before, Jeffrey Dickens in particular, noticing how little they've covered these things in the past. So in yeah. 2018... The Senate Ethics Committee severely admonished Menendez in April of 2018, and his count of the network coverage was 49 seconds. And that so today, this is why people say, "Well, why are you surprised?" Yeah, because a lot of times with Democrat scandals, there's a lot of <laughs> what? Yep. This what news? Yeah. What? That's only news on Fox. Yeah. Uh, so you think you're saying there's the interesting the, the 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 summary here is he would probably get reelected in New Jersey with the gold bars and the oh absolutely <laughs> and if the he's cash in the packets yeah. and the if he's nominee of course yeah absolutely. <laughs> I mean we had this is a little inside the weeds for people who don't live in the air in that you know New Jersey but in 2018 we had probably the best funded best the best candidate as far as like bi biography and skills and whatnot. This guy was a billionaire with a B, and he spent a lot of his own money on the Well, almost all of his own money. He just, like, dumped everything mm -hmm. he had in it, into the race and just outspent Menendez big time and uh, still didn't matter. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. And then didn't we have that? This was 2018. Yeah. Well, of course, you could also argue it's a, it was a midterm, a bad midterm for Republicans. Well, but didn't we have that? Was it, I guess it was 2021 when Phil Murphy just, almost... Yep. Squeaker. Well, that's a, that's the thing about New Jersey. People forget that prior to that, uh, there hasn't been a Democrat governor who was reelected since '78, '77. I'm sorry. Well, Kevin, I'm old enough to remember Jim Florio. Yeah. Uh, you know yep, that Fl was Florio Corzine. You know, all all of them have been have been were defeated after one term. Well, Corzine had some scandals back in the day. It's another mm -hmm. one of those things that you could say. Where was where were they on Corzine back in the day? Well, and here's nope. here's the other point, Kevin. A lot of the people who are running these news shows at NBC, ABC, CBS probably living in New Jersey. Yeah. So the idea that they don't know what's going on, it's one thing to say, well, we don't know all the scandals that are going on in New Mexico. Yeah. This is your backyard. Yeah, like suburban New Jersey. Yeah, I could see them all living there, yeah. All right, so we're going to run through some of the other things that uh, we've been working on at Newsbusters. Um, you know, Kevin's here at night 
uh, channeling all the ABC, CBS, and NBC stuff. Clay Waters and, and, and I will get to the PBS on occasion, the PBS News Hour. When it came to the Garland hearings, they were the snooze hour. They were just not that interested. No, yeah. uh, but again, we were surprised. I think this must be the post-Trump indictments thing that they 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 all covered it. They feel shamed into covering it, basically. I I believe two of the three networks led with it. I know NBC did. Yeah. Uh, ABC had to lead with a rainstorm. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Such would be the joke. ABC loves leading with weather and disasters and how climate change is causing more lead stories on ABC. Uh, But uh, uh, the coverage was still sort of like Republicans hammering, right? Isn't that the the tenor of what you got? It was like poor Garland. He He was bringing the fight to it. Yeah. Yeah, it was poor Garland, and it was uh, the the angle was Garland is on the attack or fighting back against these mean, nasty Republicans. Yeah, he's, poor Garland. He's know. feisty. Yeah. Um, now, did any of the three networks do what PBS did and drag out his grandma and say his grandma sur- no. survived the Holocaust because no, she came to America? Yeah, no, they didn't. Do it. And, um, one of them at one of them pl- aired the clip of him being indignant over being accused of going after Catholics. Right. Which, obviously, it happened, but... Yeah, now this was the Richmond field office of the FBI, so yes, we'll say, Garland didn't order this. Yeah. And and I think in the previous hearing on this, he disavowed it entirely, but it happened in the Biden DOJ that they're like, we need to send some surveillance inside those those crazy Latin mass... Yeah, Dominus Omus Catholics. Yeah, that well, and again, now, that that wouldn't be the standard if it was a Republican. It would be, you know, this happened on your watch. This is, you know, terrible, and you should be thrown out for this. Yeah, I think what's what was interesting to me about the NPR coverage because they they did a story on liberal things considered, mm-hmm. and they did a story on morning sedition, and uh, I actually used, I actually haven't heard that one before. That's oh, great. that's that. Uh, Kevin, when Air America came on the air in 2004, they literally named a show Morning Sedition. That was their what? That was their name. That that was pre January 6. They thought it was funny. Ah. Uh, and uh, before there were left wing sedition hunters, sedition was a left wing joke. But anyway, yeah. yes, uh, NPR reporter Ryan Lucas did both of those stories. What I found interesting was there wasn't a single soundbite of Jim Jordan or any other Republican having something to say, and that to me. Yeah, is like you're not actually letting Republicans talk on taxpayer funded radio. So quite shame, a contrast, shameful. quite a contrast with, you know, I tried to do the count for the column I did on Thursday. The it's at least 45 hours of live coverage, at least on PBS, 45 plus hours of live coverage of the January 6 hearings and f- about five and a half hours in prime time. Jeez. And they can't give ten seconds to Jim Jordan saying something critical of Merrick Garland. Yeah. Just, so I mean, what they shame. what they did instead was they do this thing where Ryan Lucas was there at the hearing. Ryan, tell us what happened. So there's really not room for for sound bites. Except both of those stories had this silly phrase of Merrick Garland going, "I'm not the president's lawyer. I'm not Congress's prosecutor." Yeah, they had that on the networks as well. Which... And, and I can imagine that that would probably be the 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 uh, the topic 
or the dominant thing that if the Democrats were were offering the soundbite they wanted, there's only one problem with it, Kevin. It's ludicrous. <laughs> Is that the January 6th committee actually, when they indicted Trump over January 6th, they were borrowing from the recommendations the January 6th committee gave to the Justice Department. Yeah. So... Yeah, sorry, Merrick Garland. If you're not Congress's prosecutor, Jack Smith seems to be Congress's prosecutor. This was actually Mark Levin's attack on the co committee in real time. Is that oh, they, he's, they seem to be collecting an, uh, uh, you know, an indictment of Trump at the yeah. Justice Department. That was the complaint he was making. Then it actually happened. So, so we have that. We had the, the Garland uh, hearing. So there was more coverage than we expected, but it still had that. That same old spin. All right. Kevin was also working on, they've suddenly discovered there's a border crisis. Now, we might say there's been a border crisis since about Inauguration Day. Oh, yeah. But as we know, they, they, they only do it from time to time. Uh, they seem to do it when huge piles of migrants end up under a bridge. They do it when it becomes too hard for them to ignore and they get shamed into doing it. Which yeah. is, I don't give them credit for this at all. Uh, and not everyone did it at first. I love the way you said this. NBC's Lester Holt was too busy reporting on a recall of Kraft cheese slices to care about the U.S. being overrun with migrants. Yep. We were sitting there watching. My wife and I were watching the news, and we were like, apparently the danger was these uh, these soft slices of cheese that uh, that somehow you couldn't get them effectively unwrapped. Now, who... This is where you... You yeah. begin to question the intelligence of the American people. They're all Democrats. Who, okay. can, <laughs> who can't successfully unwrap, you know, processed cheese? I'm not sure. But this was apparently big news on NBC instead of yeah. the invasion. And the reason I reason we call that out is a ridiculous story about the Kraft cheese. Is like, all right, well, you got time for that. So why don't you scrap the Kraft cheese and use that... I don't remember how many how it was a short news brief on that. Sure, it wasn't. But you could but do like this. You, you could, could take that time yeah, and give it to. Yeah, give it to that, and we wouldn't. We would wouldn't be as angry with you. World News Tonight anchor David Muir reported: There's anger over the migrant crisis in this country, in New York City, on Staten Island. The anger boiling over. Protesters pinned down multiple arrests, and it's not just New York. Multiple states tonight. Now, do you notice the way that Kevin Muir does this? Even Gary Trudeau uh, uh, in Doonesbury, left-wing hack that he is, mm -hmm. he loves making, he's made fun of the way that David Muir does this, where these are sentence fragments, like with no verbs. Yeah. It's... Protesters pinned down multiple states. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he he likes to hear himself talk, because he'll, what he'll do in the, in the opening, he'll, he'll go through, a, like, there'll be like an opening package of all the stories they're going to cover yes. right, with the music and everything. And then when it's done, you know, ABC World News Today with David Muir. Da, 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 da. And then he comes on and he just gives a synopsis of exactly what we just saw. Like, you like to hear yourself talk, don't you? Well, this is one of those curious things if we're going to be nightly news nerds for a second. It, it's really funny now the way they do like, it's like two minutes of preview of what's coming up. Mm -hmm. I think NBC does that too. And this is a half hour program. I mean, yeah. How much time do you? It's like 23 minutes once you s well, remove yeah, the commercials. Yeah, commercials. Yeah. 
And it's like, yeah, you're doing two minutes of, of, of announcing stuff at the beginning. That you're going to cover, yeah. Why don't you just get to it? Uh, but it it's... So in these stories that you were watching that we're talking about, say, David Muir, I mean, does the word Biden come up a lot? No. Yeah, it's like there's a migrant crisis. Oh, and who's responsible? Yeah, who's the president? Hmm. Who's president now? No, yeah, they have no or, idea. You know, the only way... I, usually you see Biden come up is it's like... He's in charge of it. Yep. The he, Biden, he's on, he's on Biden's on top of it. Yeah. He's he's going to do it, you know. And, and uh, yeah, we had this weird thing yesterday the, where the, Peter Ducey was trying to ask Karine Jean-Pierre about it. And she's like, nope, no, nope, oh, nope, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. nope, nope. Yeah, she was. I heard that. I, 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 heard, I think I heard either Bonjean or a plant covered that. Yeah, <laughs> this morning. Yeah. Well, Curtis went and said, let's get Bill Malugin on this because, you know, he's going to be like, would you please look at the pictures of an inundated border? Yeah. You know, where you try to say, Joe Biden's been tough on the border. It's the Republicans to blame. Somehow we're blaming Trump. Yeah. And it's like, why don't we actually uh. look at the numbers under Trump? How many people came across the border under Trump? And back then, if anything went wrong, it was all on Trump. Yeah. You know, Mrs. Trump couldn't wear a saucy coat without it being a tremendous scandal. Yeah. And yet, yes, we it is really interesting the way that she could basically just tell him, nope, nope, not taking a question for you. Nope, 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 nope. And that's not a scandal. They're all like they all sat there and went. Yeah, that's not an attack on the free press. No, because they think the free press is the liberals. Yep. Peter yeah. Ducey, that's not the free press. That's yeah. a right wing talking point. <laughs> so let's go to that. It's so so sad. we had this news break yesterday. Uh, Rupert Murdoch has decided to step down as the chief executive mucky muck at Fox News. He's handing over the reins to his son, Lachlan. And uh, this brought like the parade of the Fox haters. Yeah. So we had we had Darcy. Uh, Darcy was on CNN. Brian Stelter was on MSNBC at the same time. It was disorienting. But I think Stelter was on three or four times. Yeah. And then, of course, MSNBC uh, and PBS had David Falkenflick. Uh, and uh, yes, one of the networks did have Falkenflick. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I think CBS. Yeah, CBS. Yeah. Well, and they're all having the same note. And that is they're all coming on to basically say, yes, under Rupert Murdoch, they they were sued by Dominion and yeah. lost seven. They settled for seven hundred and eighty seven million dollars, which is a fact. Yeah. But I also saw that he said that Lachlan is just as conservative as, as his dad. But that's not what I heard, what I've heard. I hope, well, he's, I hope, th he's, I hope he's right for I, our sake. But. I think there's a feeling that Lachlan is way more conservative than James, the other son. That James Murdoch's basically a lib now. Basically a climate change panicking lib. But huh. the, the, the other thing they were doing, Stelter kept bringing up Succession, this HBO series, which is supposed to be this thinly veiled imagination of what the Murdochs are like. Yeah. And it's like, can you somehow distinguish between your own imagination and real life? Because you keep uh, bringing up so. this show. But uh, I've uh, had, yeah, I've never seen the show, but I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I yes, I haven't buried myself in it, but they love it because again, they obsess over the Murdochs way more than we do. But I think the main critique we would make of all of this is. Be, you think it's poisoned America because you didn't want a conservative news network. Yeah. You didn't want an opposing point of view. Nope. These people say we're for truth and democracy and you're not. Yeah. 
and and that's really kind of the swagger you got on some yeah, of this. And they caused Fox News by their bias and not giving conservatives a voice or or their side of the story, telling their side of the story. And that's why Rupert Murdoch and Roger Ailes created Fox to begin with. So you guys created this. This is your fault. So maybe you clean up your act and there won't be a need. And people may not remember this, but Fox and MSNBC basically came on the same yeah, fall, of 96. Time, fall of 96. Yeah. Now, I will admit this as somebody who was here in my 30s. Uh, the the original Fox was trying to be, at least during the daytime, very sober, very f- facts-oriented, news-oriented. Well, you would argue, I think, during the day, it pretty much is like that for the most part, except for outnumbered. And, and yeah, but I think it... It, it was more so, you mean. And, yeah. yeah, it okay. was... They were trying. They came on saying fair and balanced, and they were trying hard to do that. And and really, honestly, Bill O'Reilly at that time in 96, 97 uh, was a populist. He was just yeah. as likely to go, ah, you Republicans disgust me, you know. Yeah. And we had Hannity and Combs. Yeah. So, I mean, the, you know, it, it, you could certainly argue that it. Uh, I would say Fox News really broke out Somebody can challenge me on this. After 9-11. Um, yeah, I would agree. Too. Fox News really became more of what it is today in the in the George W. Bush years. Yeah. And uh, and even shortly after 9-11, it, it didn't take long for them to be like, this Roger Ailes, he's, he's advising the president on what to do. And it's like, oh, yeah, that never happened under Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Kaplan telling Bill Clinton which show he should do. I'm such a nerd. I know when Zach of the Day Fox is launched to October 7th. October 7th. 1996. MSNBC might have been earlier than that. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. I think it may have been like a month or two earlier. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. MSNBC also. In the grand scheme I, of things. It, it, Whether you remember this or not, Kevin, you were very, very little. Um, MSNBC at the beginning was also not quite what it is today. I mean, and they had. Well, you, could argue, remember, you could argue 10 years ago, it was, it's not quite what it is well, today. Well. <laughs> they had MSNBC in some incarnations had a show with Alan Keyes. It had a show with Tucker Carlson. Yeah, it had that. a show with Pat Buchanan and Bill Press. Yeah. You know, it was different. Yeah. Um, and in by the same way, MSNBC didn't become what you could say what it is today until after 9-11 when you got Olbermann. When Chris Matthews really became yeah. a thing. Like after the Iraq war, I would maybe say that that's when it started. Same that's thing. When the, that's when Olbermann started being completely unhinged and people liked it. Yeah. You know, and then he basically handed the baton to Maddow in 2008. I mean, Ooh. she was a host for that show. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, it became, it, it started softer. Uh, it had this young lady named, uh, what was her name again? Oh, Soledad O'Brien. Ooh. was a host uh, on the show, uh, on the network when it launched, believe it or not. Now, they still had things like, <laughs> there was Brian Gumble, there was some Bill Moyers, you know, Tom Brokaw. Uh, I'm old enough to remember when, I know we're going way off the topic here, but I, I'm old enough to remember when on the weekends there was no MSNBC shows. There was all like To Catch a Predator and all that. Oh, it was, uh, yeah, they had... Cop, like cop related. They had like the law. prison show. Yeah, prison, yeah. They had the uh, they had the Matt Lauer clip show, yep. whose name I can't recall. But yes, they used to have a... Yeah, nothing on the weekend. They right. didn't really have anything original yeah. on the weekend. Like maybe reruns or whatever. And if yeah. news broke on the weekends, we would all be like, ha ha, MSNBC. <laughs> 
it'd have to be something really severe for yeah. them to put the NBC resources into it yeah. on a weekend. It was so weird. I never got that. Uh, so, yes, they were five-sevenths of a news network. But, um, you know, clearly, you know, the news networks today are more opinionated. Yeah. They're more crusading, all of them. And this is why when we had this lecture with Abby Phillip, where she's like, democracy went to its perilous state because of Fox. P then a, the debate was poisoned and, and, and so on. And it was outrage porn. That was one of her terms. And that was like, the Alex Christie thing today, right? Yes. Yeah. And so but, it's like, and I, what was Oberman? Yeah, that was a good and, headline. He was like, Christie was like, zero self-awareness at all. Like, right. It's, it's With a complete lack of self-awareness, yeah. CNN accuses other cable network of outrage porn. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, so, yes, I think we can say this. We even did the study a few years ago that said the actual amount of news on all of these networks is lower than you might expect. Is that, And that was counting like live coverage of things. And so, honestly, yes, you get the most sort of quote-unquote objective news coverage when they're doing live coverage. Yeah. Uh, uh, although not not during the breaks, <laughs> all the bias breaks out yeah. in between where it's like uh, Brianna Keeler comes on and said, this is a circus. And they you know, and yeah. uh, and Andrew McCabe says, this is political theater. Oh, and what was the January 6th committee? I mean, that exactly was that. scripted yeah. video clipped show trial. Yes. I, well, honestly, it was at least a prosecuting television show. So the idea that political theater, this was at least a live presentation where people were asking uh, questions live yeah. that probably weren't pre-approved. Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, that's that we at least have that. Now, Kevin, I, I noticed you, uh, speaking of the Oliver Darcy's, the Farsi Darcy, mm -hmm. uh, you noticed uh, he had a fit uh, in his reliable sources newsletter over the idea that Kristen Welker got an interview with Trump on Meet the Press. Now, obviously, uh, and perhaps surprisingly, Oliver Darcy, because he was part of Team Zucker and not Team Chris Licht, yep. was just as critical of CNN bringing Trump on for a town hall. Yep. Um, but it seems to me like the trend here is let's kick off somebody's career with Trump. They mean... Or being tough on Trump, Caitlin Collins. Yeah, they true. were prepping her for prime time. Yeah, and this is Kristen Welker's first gig, so they thought, let's have a, let's have a big kickoff. Yeah, it didn't go so well. No, uh, and see, really? I, I love the point you made, which was, she's trying to fact check him. It did not go well. No, and they, but she's the last of many. They always go crazy when he goes. Yeah, they're for abortion after birth. Yeah, it's just no, 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 it's not true. Yeah, no, that's again. Not only did it not go well factually, it didn't go well in the sense that like she he just rolled right over her. Well, and that's why Anna Navarro got mad that it happened. Yeah, is because Trump. You can't really contain Trump. Like he just does whatever he wants. He's just gonna roll right over you if you try to tell him. And you know, you can't talk about this, or we can't. You know, let's change topics. Trump it just, is just a bulldozer. Well, and this is, but this is why, right, rightly or wrongly, whether you like him or not, I mean, that's just the way he is. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, you, to me, probably the most obnoxious question was, you know, you think about going to jail, you know, which, yeah. which I guess is a question, but it's like, 
Nobody was asking Hunter Biden that. No, no. Hunter Biden was being asked, wasn't the laptop yours? And he's like, maybe. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and we all remember or should remember the Jimmy Kimmel interview with Hunter Biden, which makes everybody happy about the writer's strike. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they were going to have a live show with uh, with Jimmy Kimmel and Fallon and those guys. And then Jimmy got COVID. Yep. So too bad. All right, uh, let's wrap up with this. Um, the um, the Mark Levin book came out. The Democrat Party hates America. I love the title. You Me know, too. yep. You know that they're all going help. Uh, and uh, you know, I did a column on it this week, uh, and I know Kevin as a devotee of talk radio. Kevin has actually been to the 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 gravesite of Rush Limbaugh. I have so. You are, I would argue, uh, one of the biggest Rush Limbaugh superfans. Oh, yeah. Certainly in this office. And we all love Rush. Yeah. But I think if the test was who's been to the gravesite, you win. Yeah. I, so I, you've probably had some time now. I know you got a copy. You're going to get an autographed copy. Yeah, I'm going to the book signing on Sunday. Uh, fun. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's a great book. It's a good read. I am um, just getting started on it now. Um, but yeah, the headline alone, you even have, you don't even have to read it for, to know the media is going to hate it. Yeah. I, well, and still for twofold because one, it, it, just the title, the f entire title, the Democrat party hates America, that, that's going to set them off. And then two, nothing sets them off more than them calling people calling it the Democrat party instead of the democratic party. Isn't that the funniest thing? Yeah. I was getting that in my Twitter feed. Like you misspelled it. Yeah. No, we didn't misspell it. They're the Democrats. Yeah, there's nothing Democratic about them, so why should we call them the Democratic yes. the Party? The Democratic Party isn't, isn't yeah. as Chris Plant says. Yeah. We still need the T-shirts, Chris. Yes. So, they, the uh, no, I thought what was fun about it to me was, yes, just going after them on their own point, which is, which one are the authoritarians? I mean, I that that is fun. And, of course, which one of us is racist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not holding back. Oh, no. So, I mean, I, but I think what's interesting about this is that when he was doing books on liberty and tyranny, mm -hmm. Ameritopia, American Marxism, you know, they could say, ah, this isn't really our bag. We don't really have to care. You write a book called The Democrat Party Hates America. Yeah. It's just going to be harder for them. Oh, but they're holding back pretty hard so far. That's well, I mean. Disappointing, but. We'll see. Mark has never counted on them to notice him because he doesn't need them. Doesn't, no, definitely not. Uh, but I think that the... Uh, I mean, the, as it is, the book signing the Sunday is going to be... The line's going to be out the door around the corner. And the... So. Yep. And I think that the uh, the New York Times, you know, it's such a bestseller, they can't lie. Yeah. You know, the New York Times calls its own book lists, bestseller list, uh, an editorial product, which means we don't really use numbers to determine who's on our bestseller list we kind of play around with it a little bit you know like molly hemingway's book would be the number one seller and yeah. they would make it number five. Oh, you know i mean they, this it's that sort of thing it's the it's the game they play but the, it's going to be hard with a book like levin's that sells as many copies as it does yeah i know it's on the amazon bestseller list at least i know the top three are like cons three conservative books i saw online this is what we'll be looking for. And then, of course, we also know that, yes, the New York Times, 
uh, if they stick to their very traditional model, will not be reviewing the book. No. A couple years ago, I had fun because I noticed about the same time when the when the latest Levin book was number one, they had a review of a Kim Kardashian book of photos. I'm like, uh, see, they cover all the serious works of nonfiction. Yeah, serious. <laughs> uh. Hey, they're the New York Times. They have the right to do what they want. And obviously, yes. True. The one they really didn't want to cover was on freedom of the press. Yes. Whose who's, uh, chapters or whatever in the New York Times were brutal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, uh, we would recommend it to you, of course. Definitely. Uh, and, you know, we uh, should also sort of wrap up by noticing the uh, the latest uh, scoop from the Free Speech America crew on the ad Fontes media who comes up with these cockamamie lists of who's in the liberal media, who's the conservative media, and f- even funnier, who's reliable, liberals, who's unreliable, all of us conservatives, including newsbusters. Yeah. We're at the bottom. We're unreliable. This is a sure measure that they're full of beans. Um, you're going to want to read what they've got to say. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about it on the podcast soon, but uh, but it is out. The Daily Wire did a story on it. We've obviously got a story up about it, and there's more to come. So we would like you to take a look at that. Absolutely. What I find amusing is the Newsbusters podcast is technically more reliable than the Newsbusters. Well, the f- dot, dot org. I don't know why that would be that we're uh, the the podcast is oh so ever slightly above the uh, Newsbusters itself. Yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, but when I have you on, Kevin, it goes back down. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. Yeah, actually, one of my blogs is uh, is on there being called out, so I'm proud of that. All right, and, uh, so if you want to see what's going on, like this report, you come to Newsbusters once, once twice, twice, 24, 24 times, times a, day. a day. Thanks for listening.